Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. Who are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. Oh, no. Music. We are just Podcast about things you actually care about, hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes, that's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. That no talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton, you know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Here's CM and BD. It's Tuesday night. It's Kids on the Escalator. We're hanging out. We've got Mike in the waiting room because currently he sounds like like Iron Iron Man. Man. Like not the Iron Man with the thing. Oh, Mike's gone. It's like now he's back. Iron Man. Yeah, let's see. Like three, the Black two, Sabbath one. Iron Man. How's let's that, bring is that better? What, what a guy. guy. There you go. Hi, Mike. There we go. See, he just, just took a little yeah, few one, tweaks. A few tweaks. Okay, okay. now Not I've got an echo. Me too. <laughs> what happened? What? <laughs> Bye, Mike. Every time with Mike. What happened I, there? I, I, What's his, the deal? His, What's his the deal with that? His enhanced system doesn't enjoy this kind of production. His super enhanced. Okay, here we go. Here we go. This is. We're bringing him in. And Iron Man's back. No, you sound like Iron Man. Back you go. (laughs) Keep slapping him on the wrist. It is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Heavy production on a Tuesday night for your ears and eyes on the Dean Blundell Network. Hi, everybody. Princeton on tour. That's. The machete. How you doing, buddy? What's going on? Hi, I'm doing good. I'm drinking Gatorade. I just had some Mexican food up from around the corner there because we were uh, allowed to go out and eat stuff. So we went and had some Mexican food and it was awesome, man. There's like, it's like authentic Mexican kind of around the corner here. And it's just like around the corner, man. I'm like two minutes away. So the best part about it is there's no long ride home because you don't want to go for dinner and you have all those beers and you have all that food. Next, The last thing you want to sit in a car for a long time, right? Unless you're in a band. It's like two, yeah. Well, even then, that was the ride home. That was the ride home. You do the show. I see Mike trying to get in there. Uh, You do the show, and then you you kind of like get as much food into as you can, and then usually it's a quiet ride home after that point. So I always like the ride homes on the the short shows. Like if we weren't on tour or anything, we were just taking off. And I like driving through Toronto at night through the city and seeing all the these skyscrapers and stuff like that. Yeah, there's Taylor. So we had Kristen on a couple weeks ago. Remember that time we almost killed her in a car accident? So it was crazy. Okay. Yeah. Hello, Mike. Is that better? <laughs> there he Mike. is. What a guy. Hey, buddy. I'm telling you, man. Of all, of all the things, of all the things. Again, you know what it was? I used the wrong browser again. 
I used Firefox instead of Chrome. And remember, so in that email there, where I sent you the email that says, remember to use Chrome, I'm wondering if maybe you read the wrong button. I clicked the wrong. I have, I have a thousand different browsers on my, like my computer desktop is a mess. So I understand. It's like Guardians of the Galaxy. Don't press this button. Press this button. Yeah. Little Groot. Little Groot's awesome. I like Little Groot. Hey, Chris, I wanted to, I wanted to show you something. I, I, I would love to share screens, but I can't. And uh, right there, let it focus. Let it. Oh, focus. beautiful, buddy. Oh, wow. That. that looks great there, dude. Dude, I was so psyched when that came wow. in the mail. Oh, you got it. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I got I, the, I got the, the comic and, and that beautiful piece of artwork. Thank you. That's I've never been uh, I've never been drawn as a Jedi with a very kick ass purple lightsaber. So now you have uh, it is in the studio now. It is amongst my Star Wars paraphernalia. Uh, and I thank you. That's it's oh, fabulous. You know, what, you know what Mike has been drawn like, though? He did actually say, uh, well, I remember one point when we were, when we had first met Mike, I'm like, what I, he, you might've heard me in some of the things, but you also might have seen the one drawing of me. That's what, remember you tried to be, he wanted them to draw you like Kate Winslet from the Titanic. Remember you yeah. were kind of lying out on the thing and you had a one ball out. You said something about that. I, 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 yeah. It was a weird, it was weird. So I'm really glad that Chris brought the comic book I had a pearl necklace, but that would be <laughs> inappropriate. Was Chris, uh, I was really happy that Chris was like, should I draw him like a Jedi? I'm like, well, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's probably due for like a non-ball drawing. So yeah. there we go. There go. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, glad, okay. I'm glad everything reached. Yeah, the, the comics are landing safely, which is good. I like that. Oh, and thanks for oh. and again, Mike. Thanks yeah. for the support, my friend. Hey, We're almost look. sold out and uh, oh, get my. ready to put out issue two. It's so seriously, it is, it is part of my language. Fucking cool. How amazing you are. Uh, not only as a, as a, as a storyteller, but as a, as an artist, it's, it's mind boggling. So Thanks, yeah, buddy. man, congrats. Thank, thank you very much. And, and on a side note, the printing company did a good job, huh? Like it's, it's good quality. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was really impressed by that. The quality of the comic book. I thought it was really good. Yeah. So thank you. That was, uh, that was very, very cool. And now I have machete artwork in my studio. So this yeah, is that's why I really like that. Shelf, dude. That is awesome. Shelf. I can't draw shit. So you're not getting nothing from me, but you get the guest on this podcast. So there you go, buddy. There you go. It's all good. Hey, um, hey, so a couple of things, Mike, you made a note today, uh, British Columbia. Yes. The fabulous British Columbia where I'm currently uh, yeah. residing is back to normal ish ish phase two today. The movies, wow. are back. the movies are back today. You can go to the movies, check them all out. Do the whole thing now, Mike. Being the voice of Cineplex is like very excited. I'm uh, yes, Mike. I I'm stoked for you to still have it, be able to voice that and and do all that. However, I need to send congratulations out to my friend Corinne Lee from the Rio Theater, who is constantly getting trampled by Cineplex. Yeah. And she's able to open up today and finally show a couple movies. So a big shout out to her too, as well. And all the little theaters, because Kevin Smith rescued that theater with uh, Ryan Reynolds. And uh, those guys had a big, huge campaign to save the Rio. And uh, she's a benefit of that. It's still going. And they got to show movies today again, too. So congratulations to them. Mike, Mike stoked for you to be back on the and telling people to stop kicking chairs and turn off the cell phone. Yeah, man. Well, and soon, hopefully, Ontario will... uh you know, at some point, you know, maybe, I don't know, October, November of 2025, maybe we'll get back to, you know, <laughs> theaters again. No, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty optimistic though. Uh, you know, I'm getting my second shot, uh, Thursday. So oh, I, wow. will be, you go? I will be 10 G baby. 
You'll be able to, <laughs> you'll be able to trace me on any laptop, iOS device, uh, yeah. Android. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm totally psyched for that. So. I also want to thank the internet gods today for having us uh, in relatively decent quality all the way around. Yeah. Yeah. In the last a couple of shows have been a little wacky with the internet gods, but thank you for that. Uh, must be the aliens finally reaching through to telecon. Our, nerd- our nerddom is finally, you know, saturating yes. into the streams. So yes, very much. Nicely. It's funny. You know, the world's in weird spot when they've actually went on, on, TV online everywhere and said that aliens ex- aliens exist and nobody has really said anything. Have you guys? Did you guys even see that? Yeah, I did. And I, I know that. Uh, and again, big thanks to our friends over at Dean Blundell for hosting us. That they covered it the other day a little bit oh, on amazing on, uh, a little bit on like the aliens coming. They had John John uh, Guanari on, who used to be Barack Obama's uh, Secret Service agent. I had him on. Actually, maybe we'll try to get him on in a couple of weeks as well to talk alien theory. But he's um. You know, oh, I like that. They had Barack Obama on um, on uh, Corden, and Corden was asking him. James Corden was asking him about it, and and Barack's like, "That's like the first thing I asked when I got into office. Is like, yeah. where's the aliens?" And they're like, eh. "Where's the aliens? Let's drink." <laughs> and you know, if anyone's the funny thing is, is that he he gave the Democratic answer of like maybe maybe Trump. That I was that the most the thing I was most excited about with Trump getting in, which was the only thing I was excited about Trump getting in, was he's like, "I'm opening it all. We're all gonna learn. Yeah. Everyone's gonna know about the aliens," and then. Perhaps one actually infected him and turned him into what it is that he was. But uh, yeah, but he let him in. But aliens, uh, do I'm very excited about that side of it because um, maybe the arrival of the aliens will sti- will stifle all this religious fucking shite that's happening around the planet, and they'll go, "Oh shit." There's aliens here. I, I just thought it was funny that nobody, like, it was, it wasn't a big deal. Like, no, nobody's talking about it. You know what I mean? Like, all the times that people said, "Oh, they don't." Yes, they do. And how absurd is that? And now it's proven, and no, nobody's saying a word about it. I've, just I have friends uh, who, you know, I, I love them dearly, and you know, some people believe certain things, and and that's cool. But the theory that I have heard is that aliens, yeah, they're here. They've been here for a while, and the government is kind of. It's kind of like when when your daughter brings home that boyfriend that she really doesn't want to introduce to the parents, so she kind of does it in stages just to <laughs> warm you up a little bit. And that's kind of the, that's one of the theories that I'm hearing is that they're here and the government's just kind of like, you know, we've had those UFO sightings and, and now mm. there's, oh, there's some stuff that's being uncovered. You know, we're going to, it, it's basically sort of like, because we as humans, as much as we want to say, yeah, let's bring on the aliens. We've seen how people act in a pandemic in, in this time and age, we would mm. lose our fucking minds and the yeah, world would go insane. There wouldn't be this like, do you remember, do you remember that miniseries V from the, Oh yeah, that's the best. Oh my God. Which the best. And, you know, Oh, like the visitors are coming and yeah. And, and then, you know, they start, you know, ripping off their faces and their lizards. I think, I think <laughs> as a, as a general rule, I think humans, we talk a big game, but if aliens came, we would shit our pants. <laughs> and, uh, and I think that's why the government's like, okay, we're just, we're just kind of, you know, we're good with them. They seem to be cool so far, but we're just gonna, we're going to, we're going to take our time. Uh, They're going to roll it out slowly. It'll be a slow rollout. It's like the vaccine. It's like the vaccine rollout. We're just going <laughs> to, we're going to let Doug Ford, Take the <laughs> alien rollout, and because uh, we're all my friends, and you know, my friends and your friends. So, you guys, got your drinks. It's going to be time here for a quick. Uh, as as we get into it, we're going to get into uh, nerds on ice. We got a quick preview of the semifinals. Oh man, here. 
man, right there. Like that. That's a great. That was grab. like great that was a great. That was that was top top stuff we got going on here. Nice I want to ask you guys first: What do the Leafs do next? Blow it up, Brent. Yeah, well, Blow you it think up. so? I mean, okay, let's, okay. Let's, let's, wait. Let's put it Let this way: What, what okay. should they do? But let's keep it in 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 line of what that you think. Right. Like they're not going to get rid of Matthews and Marner. You no, know, no, it's not going to be well, Marner. I, I mean, it's okay. Here's the thing. No matter what would have happened in round one, if you look at the way Vegas and Colorado and those teams are playing, I don't mm-hmm. think the Leafs would have stood a chance against them. There's such yeah, a you different can't think that way if they didn't even make it past the first a, round. Such and a have different it, right? style of hockey. And this is what I'm saying is like the Leafs need to look at what that, like how those two teams are playing and kind of go, all right, we don't have that. They just didn't have, they don't have that intensity. Okay, so narrow it down. They need to be more like this team, right? We need a goaltending. <laughs> okay. Goaltending, goaltending, goaltending. I, for, who should they go after? <laughs> Who's available? Like, let's be realistic about it, right? Take a rask. Wow. Imagine that. And and then they get also, what's his name there from uh, the Carolina or Hurricane? Uh, Dougie oh, Hamilton. Drymer. No, no, but Dougie, yeah, but Jay, Dougie Dougie Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah, the original trade guys that they lost took Rask and Dougie Hamilton. I, I imagine yeah. that if they got them two guys, that would be funny. I think took Rask would be great. Um, I'm not. I mean, Marner and Austin and Matthews have, didn't prove shit to me in the playoffs. So I'm like, I don't like. I don't want to lose Matthews. I'm happy with the whiny little Ma- Marner going. <laughs> Ship him out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they, they, yeah. That's one thing about. Well, the thing, the thing I I thought is that it, it's one thing to worry about making it towards the playoffs. But dude, this is four, what, four or five years in a row that they haven't got by the first round. That is saying. such a, pardon me? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't no, know no, but that's such a major problem that you can't even look that far behind because they haven't even, they haven't even gotten hit to the one spot. I, I think one problem I think that I'm seeing, and it could just be me, and I mentioned this before, that there's no more like hockey players that grew up on the farm anymore kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like they, they enter the NHL and they're given like $10 million, which is ridiculous. Um, but I, 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 are you guys getting the hint that maybe the coach is letting the players run the roost over there? You know what I mean? And like, and yeah. uh, Harry, yeah. Harry Potter there, Dumas. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> well, they, 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 they could have had uh, a Lou Amaretto, right? But he went to the, the Islanders. Yeah. And and well, that could be a great segue to our playoff predictions here. We're going to talk about Lou Amarello. But I don't know, man. I think back to uh, when they could have went either way, and you got two young guys, which is cool, maybe running the team. You got the coach who's young, you got the owner that's young, and then you've got these kids that are making uh, $10 million a year running the team. Now, is that maybe the problem, guys? I'm asking you. Uh, you know what? It's uh, we. I think Leaf fans uh, at this point now, uh, but like the, the true Leaf fans, not the bandwagon ones that, you know, hop on board when they're winning and then, you know, hop off as soon as they disappear in the first round like they have done. Uh, I, honestly, I, I, I don't think the Leafs are in as bad a position as everybody thinks they are. Uh, I also don't think we're, you know, one or two pieces away from, from being Stanley cup champions. Cause to your point, Brent, uh, watching the Vegas Montreal game last night, it's amazing to see how the West and, as the game's going on, I'm texting back and forth with our other resident hockey, uh, mm-hmm. expert, uh, Mr. Copeland and you know, the West, they, they tend to, to, bring in big boys like watching Vegas on the ice with the Canadians. It's like watching a a men's league playing a, you know, a a peewee team. And 
I, they just there's there's this aggression. There's the difference between say a Vegas and the Leafs. Both teams have really good skilled players. The Leafs have some really good skilled players. The difference is I think the Leafs try to get too cute. There's a lot of cute plays. It's it's almost like they're they're playing NHL. You know. 2K21. <laughs> yeah. well, let's, let's compare. Like uh, you got, we got. Uh, let's compare some of the players who um, Vegas has compared to the Leaf players. Um, look at Stone. That guy is heart and soul. He will go in the corners. He will score. Carlson yeah, and, and is playing. Com- compare him to Matthews. Yeah. right there. You know what I mean? Um, there's so yeah, many players like, that you can like star like players. Matt Pacioretty. Mac, mm-hmm. Max Pacioretty, who's you know again. The, I honestly, I think, I think Matthews. Matthews and Marner, uh, the the problem with Mitch, I think Mitch, it's a mental thing now. I, I really, oh, it's going to get worse too. I I agree with you. I think he took too much money, Mike, I, and I think it's weighing on his head. And I, he's getting people. He's not the nice little kid anymore. People are yelling at him and stuff. That's, he said that right that he couldn't. He can't walk through the park anymore. I hope so. I hope because I'm sorry. You know. Who cares? Your daddy, your dad. No, it, the videos of Marner coming out and his daddy's like, I, I, uh, I if you compare Mitch Marner to Nathan McKinnon, there's no, to me, to me, Nathan McKinnon's the best player in the league, not named Connor McDavid. And to watch Nathan McKinnon really during good. the Colorado series, even though they lost it, but physically take over the take over the game in the playoffs, which is different than the regular season. To me, I was watching that yes. going, "Holy shit!" When and I'm I'm going to harken back to the Canucks uh, in 2011 when Kessler decided to take over a game against Nashville. Mm-hmm. Has Toronto had anybody take over a game where Kessler's just like, "That's it, fuck this." It's I'm I'm, yeah, I'm they, doing they, it. They did this year, except the problem was he was the oldest, one of the oldest guys on the team. And that was Jason Spezza. Yeah, I, mean, I, I love Spezza, but and, and the guys, I, and but he's yeah. a perfect example of a guy who's playing on the league minimum just because he wants to yeah. win in Toronto. So and, should, Mike, so Mike, who should the Leafs get? Um, because they brought in Simmons, they brought in, uh, you know, they brought in uh, Felino. Um, so what do they do realistically? They should Mike? sign, re-sign Nick Felino. as <laughs> everything they that they can do. They'll they're going to have about 12 million. Well, you know, the, the, the conversation will be that now that Dougie Hamilton is talking about wanting to get out of Carolina, of course, Leaf Nation would love to have another Dougie to cheer about. You know, mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I don't, I don't think the goaltending situation is as bad as some think. Uh, I don't think Freddie Anderson resigns. I, no. I think that's goodbye. Uh, you're, you're probably going to have Jack Campbell as your number one guy, whether or not that's good or bad. I, I like Jack Campbell. I think he showed, he showed a lot more during this one season than, Freddie has over the last couple of seasons. Uh, Tuka Rask, again, you know, I was one of the guys who wanted Tuka Rask back. And eh, if I've got Campbell, I'm okay. He's got a cup. He's got a cup. Yeah, but the problem with the Leafs, again, is they, they, it's a confidence thing. It's it's a, a physical game. They're kind of in that, that borderline now where they, it's, um, They've got a lot of great skill. Willie Nylander, you know, he he showed up and a lot of people gave him mm. shit most of the season. I still don't think he's as physical as he can be or needs to be, mm. but I'll take his goal scoring in the meantime. Yeah, I'm uh, surprised, Mike, that they didn't switch Nylander and Marner, at least for like a game. Because you got Marner who's like, everybody's on him. 
and he, he's doing absolutely nothing. Get him yeah. off, get him off of the first line and hide him somewhere. Put Nylander up where he's he's really confident right now. Like that guy is cool as a cucumber, my friend. Marner is scared. Hide him somewhere. This is what I didn't understand about the coaching in the playoffs. Well, I think coaching, I think coaching is the other I thing about understand. the coaching coaching side too is the the out coaching. Um to me uh was an interesting one. The which I think in this case the adjustments just seem to be, he's just seemed to be out coached and continues to get out coached. So you've got one of the best, um, you've got one of the best faceoff coaches and guys in the, in the, in the league, if not the best with Manny Maholter who came from Vancouver over there. Mm-hmm. So you should be, you know, you've got this guy that, you know, that can get faceoffs one and teach these guys how to win a faceoff. Um, but I don't even think that they were that great against Montreal in that category. Then you've got, you know, they couldn't score. They well, couldn't, the power like, play was abysmal. The power so. play was abysmal. So it's like, it's a, it, to me, there's a bit of a coaching thing. I'm always amazed. I don't know if you guys, I'm always amazed when guys at that level that have played hockey as long as they have still need to be coached. Yeah. <laughs> like to me, sometimes it's like, hey, you guys go in that's the back. Funny. We're going to just play. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, it's because, again, it, they've been doing this for so long. I mean, you get into, you get into a groove, you get into a rut and bad habits are like, you know, good habits. They'll stick with you. And that's, you know, the coaches are there to say, okay, stop doing that. You know, you know, that's it's like, it's, it's like telling, uh, it's like telling edge and Jericho, Hey, you guys need to change it up a little bit. And they're like, what are you talking about? We know what we're doing. We can call this shit in the ring. <laughs> but see the difference between the, the difference between that being sort of a positive or negative is if you, the way you present it to the person and their willingness to take it in and, and look at it objectively, when you've got kids that are making, you know, millions mm-hmm. of dollars, they're young. Think about when you were 23, 24, if you had $12 million and you had somebody telling you how to do your job, yeah, they're over you'd be like, sure. fuck you. Never used, never used to be that way, right? You had to pay your dues in the NHL and then you got paid. Um, uh, Chris, yeah. I, Chris, I, when I first met Chris, Chris, I had $300, but I blew it all at the dynasty in Oshawa. So there you I go. Know what that's, that's like, it's not 12 million. So who would you put uh, that $300 on to win? Um, the Stanley Cup, then, Brad. I got Vegas. Yeah, I got Vegas. I, 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 people are going to hate this. I understand, but mm-hmm. is there? There, the story is unbelievable. I mean, at one point, George McPhee had two of his teams in the Stanley Cup playing each other, right? With Washington and Vegas, and they came up short. Flurry playing lights out, just for that story alone. And I've definitely come to the conclusion now. That in my era of being alive, Flurry has entered the top five for me of all time. Wow, what a goalie! The kid is—he's fantastic, and I just—I want more though either. I want him. I want it for him. Just to, as a big fuck you to Pittsburgh. Sorry, Jen Shafaro, <laughs> who's on the network. Uh, but I want it for him because they—they gave up on him. I want it for them, and uh, I think Vegas is. I had I called Vegas Toronto final. Yeah. Uh, well, I was way yeah. off on that, but I think it's going to be Vegas, Tampa, and um, really, and I think I'm I'm Vegas Isles, baby. I honestly, and and as a as a Leaf fan, how much are you, you know, wishing that way back when the Leafs would have got Alex Petrangelo, you know, because again, yeah. would have made a difference, probably Vegas. So, uh, so boys, what do we what do we want to do for? Okay, so you're I'm taking Vegas. Uh, I'm you know 
I'm going to say Vegas and in five, I'll give Montreal one game. I'll take Vegas and five and I'm going to take Tampa in, I think seven, that's going to be seven. But I think, I think you're going to see Vasilevsky turned on. So uh, Vegas, uh, Tampa Bay, and then I'll leave my Stanley cup prediction until that. Uh, what do you got, Chris? That's it. Oh yeah. Well, I'm going to say Vegas is going to take uh, Montreal in four games straight here. Okay. And then uh, the Islanders and uh, the lightning, um, geez, that's probably going to be six games and that's going to, no, it's going to be seven games and that's going to be the Islanders. And it's going to okay. be Islanders and Vegas for the cup. Interesting. Mike. Uh, yeah, I'm saying Vegas and five. I think Montreal gets one. Uh, <laughs> and you know, hats off to Cole Caulfield. Cause he's, he's doing what Marner should have done. Yeah. Um, right. He really showed it again last night. That kid's playing cool as a cucumber. Um, mm-hmm. and he's a spark. It's, but that's also the one thing that I said about Montreal, when you're relying on that one kid to, to be, you know, the one that, that, that puts you over the hump. Eh, I don't think you've, I think they're going to be like Vancouver last year. No offense, Brent. They're going to run out of gas. Vegas is big. They're tough. They're on their game. Uh, and that crowd, man, that arena last night. Damn. There's no better. There's no better story of a franchise starting. It has to be. It has to be Vegas. I mean, how many chances are they going to get to be this good? Yeah, and I know. I know it's not the traditional. You know, it's not the traditional hockey arena. I mean, it's not Madison Square Garden. It's not Maple Leaf Gardens. But what they're doing in Vegas, and I was saying to Adam, I'm like, their their rink announcer who got a lot of flack on Twitter today. A lot of people do not like him. I'm like. He sounds like Greg Hamilton, who's who's the WWE ring announcer. <laughs> but really, it great presentation. Uh, I think Vegas does it. Same reason as you said, Brent. I'd love to see Flurry just stick it to Pittsburgh. Uh, and again, it's a great story. Islanders are going to beat Tampa. I really do. I think they've they've you know they're finding their groove now, and uh, I, I think we're going to see a Vegas uh, Islanders final. That's probably going to go to seven, but Vegas, baby, Vegas. <laughs> okay, well, friends, that has been Nerds on Ice. Time for uh, Nerds on Ice. Stand by for expensive graphic. Here we go. And now we get to move on to this brand new series on Marvel, uh, which I'm very anxious to hear you guys uh, break down and chat about here. Um, But uh, yeah, Loki has started on Disney Plus and uh, my daughter was super stoked about it. I fell asleep. So let's start with uh, (laughs) You loved it. And let's start. uh, Let's go with comic book uh, Chris and see what uh, what your thoughts are, man. Yeah, it's the first one. It's, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's tough to really give a review on it. Like to say it, it was cool. You know what I mean? I wasn't, uh, as, uh, I don't know. I still like that. The, the, uh, the, uh, WandaVision when I first started watching that, for some reason that just blew my mind and I'm not getting that same full effect from this again, like same with the Falcon winter soldier one, but it's interesting. Owen Wilson plays is, is really, um, got his acting chops back and he's doing a great job in this. I could see his character carrying on, but again, it's from the comic book and the, all the characters that are in there are from the book, man. Like all these, these guys that are working for the time police and everything. It's really interesting. First thing that hit me that Tom Middleton looks way older than when he did Avengers number one, which is funny. Cause it's supposed to be right there, but that was the exact, the first thing that hit me was he looks really older. Um, it's cool, you know, to see where everything's going to go. I liked the uh, DB Cooper uh, hats <laughs> yeah. off to there. Cause I've always loved that story. Now DB Cooper is a gentleman I think it was in the 60s that he hijacked a plane. Um, it just gave a note to a, a stewardess and said, you know, I have a bomb. 
and mm. he had a bomb and he parked the plane. They parked and he wanted a bunch of money and they got the money and mid flight, he jumped off with all this money in a parachute and uh, nobody's ever found him. They found some of the money, but nobody's ever found him. So in the Loki show, spoiler, but take that if you haven't seen it yet, um, they, they show that he was D.B. Cooper, which is really, really cool. So I kind of hope they keep that vibe going on where all these mysterious people throughout, uh, you know, our times are kind of Loki. And it was the only reason he did the D.B. Cooper thing. The only reason he stole the money and did the uh, the whole deal was because Thor dared him to do it. And he's jumping out of the airplane. He's like, okay, you know, they basically like, beam me up. Okay, guys, get me now. And they, they catch him in midair and beam him out of there, right? So if they keep that kind of scheme going, that, that's really cool. I'm going to really dig that. Um, I'm, I'm actually, I'm more looking forward. I'm, I'm kind of sidetracked by the Eternals movie coming up. I know we're focusing on Loki. So, but Loki was okay. You know, good start. Really good start. I can't say anything bad about it. Um, and again, first time. So Mike, up to you, buddy. Well, and I'm, I'm kind of surprised, uh, as I was watching Loki, I mean, I love Tom Hiddleston. I think he is, he's taken the character of Loki across the, you know, the, the series of you know, the phases of, of the Marvel movies so far. He's brilliant. Uh, he's made this character who, uh, honestly, way back when, you know, I kind of thought, nah, he's just kind of like a minor character, nothing, you know, it's sort of a one and done in Avengers and yeah, Thor, it's kind of like, eh. but he's, he's really made it into this, you know, beloved character, which that's the one thing I was, I was curious to see how they're going to approach because, you, you know, Loki's character arc up until when he's, you know, choked out by Thanos you you got a you know the redemption story you know thor always you know knew that loki is you know god of mischief but he was a good person you know in the end and i'm curious to see how they're going to play this and i know he got to see his you know spoiler alert here uh, he got to see his life story when uh you know, when he, when he ducked out and, and he's, which is, you know, bizarre to think, you know, you can sort of, you know, if you could watch your whole life past, present and future, uh, I thought he played that scene so well. Uh, even that little chuckle at the end when he died, like when he watched himself, it's almost like this, this weird realization of, of, of how he, you know, who he really was. I, I love, I love the concept of, of now that because he, grabbed the Tesseract and decided to bugger off in that time heist that the Avengers did, uh, that it's messed up the whole timeline and, and that he's getting called out on it. I like how they covered off, you know, well, the Avengers, they, you know, they messed with the timeline, but it was all meant to be like this time authority, uh, it's it's like they gave their blessing to this because it was supposed to happen, but what Loki did wasn't. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I love it. And Owen Wilson, I mean, Owen Wilson is Owen Wilson in every movie. We watched Starsky and Hutch the other night, which guilty pleasure of mine. I love that movie. But Owen Wilson, you just you watch him uh, anything with him in it, and you wait for that moment where he does that thing, and he did it with the the judge. It's it's the aside where he's you know I'm I'm talking and you know I'm just gonna talk really quiet here. And, you know, I just, I think, you know, if you let me take him, it's, you know, it's mind blowing. You know, it's, it's the typical Owen Wilson. I love it. I think the two of them together, I'm looking forward to the next five episodes to see how they, uh, how they work as sort of like a buddy cop team, which is different from the Bucky and, um, Falcon. But what surprises mm -hmm. me when, they, when you're talking, Chris, is I thought for sure you'd be coming on here mm -hmm. and you would have a thousand like, okay, here's here was an, an Easter egg that most of you probably <laughs> didn't notice. 
because uh, they started talking about, you know, this Loki is now hunting Loki. Mm-hmm. And in the research, doesn't Loki have like a female version of Loki that shows up in the comics? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then there's that, you know, when, when you see Owen Wilson's character Mobius in the beginning, he's in that church and there's that stained glass of what looks like the devil. And immediately I thought, oh, there's Mephisto. And then, but no, the horns, it's, it looks like Loki. So where, you know, again, I'm not big deep into the whole comic thing, but what's the deal with this female version of Loki that some, some online are starting to hint that maybe that's, uh, that's who that, you know, this variant Loki that they're hunting. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know much about the female Loki, to be honest with you. I, oh, I, I'm okay. kind of learning as we go along here too. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I, I just didn't, you know, I, a female Loki really didn't interest me to be honest with you to look into it or anything like beforehand. Right. Okay. Um, but uh, no offense to Loki or anything, <laughs> but yeah, I, so I don't know, Mike, I'm learning like, like, like everybody is here who hasn't uh, read up on it. So I'm not sure what's going to happen. I like that little, like when they're in the church there with that little girl and they show the devil on the thing there and he, that, that, that was interesting, right? Like, who's behind all this? Is it Mephisto again? Are they going to start that whole rumor? That's that- what I thought, yeah. And then, but, but you know, again, it, it's like, you know, the big reveal at the end of the first episode is that they need Loki to hunt Loki because who knows Loki better than Loki? Okay. So, uh, which is which is an interesting twist. Uh, some some interesting Easter eggs that, uh, that were in the episode. Some, some people said they saw what looked like Peggy Carter in one of the scenes being sort of in the background, being taken away by one of the, the TVA. So oh, I'm, wondering, right, right. I'm wondering if they're going to, you know, possibly explore that whole thing when Steve Rogers went back and, you know, he kind of altered the timeline or maybe he ah. didn't. I don't know. Um, there was a scroll in one of the scenes apparently. So now you got scrolls involved with this. So let me ask then. Um, it's funny that we're into this phase of, of it are we over have we been overloaded oh because well, I, just don't have, I just don't have no, enough information on loki yet but like not, on i'm show? not talking about the two of you i'm talking no, I get about it. like are we overloaded because real like would it have done better if the world like if everything wasn't reset like kind of starting it over again because we were all glued to our tvs with nothing else to do than watch everything that they've put out but now it's like Everything's opening everywhere. And I'm just not seeing the same hype about. I'm not seeing yeah. the same. Oh, people want to go to the theaters. Wait, wait till a Marvel you know? movie comes out, man. I think well, we'll sure. Black Widow is coming out next month. Yeah, yeah. So I just, yeah. it's just very interesting to me. I'm not seeing the same hype that it was before. Um, I'm not seeing as much chatter about it online. Uh, I know it's only a couple of episodes, so again, we'll we'll stick I'm to sure, the. I'm sure it's fatigue. And, I'm sure, but there's there's a bit of probably fatigue in that regard, um, which. It's interesting to me because um, we touched on it a little bit before that by end game. I felt like everyone was kind of like, okay, and there it is. It's all over. And then they start announcing these other things and everyone's like, okay, more, more Marvel. Okay. Okay. More Marvel. Well, we'll, we'll watch it because DC keeps fucking this shit up. So uh, we'll just, we'll just keep watching it. It's great. And then, you know, the, the whole thing behind WandaVision and then, that was amazing because almost everyone was out and then they, you know, all got pulled back in and then it just swept everyone like this is incredible. Yeah. Uh, but then Falcon's sort of like, nah, it was all right. And now Loki's like, 
Yeah, you know, so far so good. Like I'm just it's kind of like these two have kind of like chilled it out. And now it's like the solo of the Avengers. Well, I think, as I say, man, they should have they should have strategically put out something Marvel, something Star Wars, something Marvel, something Star Wars Ooh. for both. If they could, I don't know if they could put that together that way. But man, and, would that be great? You know what I mean? Knows, sorry, I was gonna say, who knows? Like with the way the pandemic has gone, that you know, timelines, <laughs> Marvel timelines, uh, and Disney timelines might have might have had to be shifted. I mean, we saw that with uh, Black Widow. It was supposed to come out before Falcon and mm. the Winter Soldier, uh, and then they had to sort of rewrite and rejig things with Julia Louise Dreyfus's character, who's apparently going to show up in in the Black Widow film. Uh, yeah, mm. I think it's I think it's fatigue. Um, it, I mean, it's the one thing that kind of I don't necessarily bummed me out. And, and maybe it's just me, but the way they explained the Infinity Stones in Loki, how, you know, Loki opens up the drawer and the dude's got like a desk drawer full of Infinity Stones that, yeah. you know, like we have paper clips and <laughs> uh, they're not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. And yet nobody, nobody freaks out online about that. But God forbid in the Star Wars realm, if something, you know, is retconned or, or just brushed aside, it's like the end of the world. Uh, I think that's a pretty big deal, you know, that they sort of explained away. Yeah, yeah, the Infinity Stones, yeah, they may mean something in this universe that we're in but well, the, well, the, the thing is, is that they, can, they can change anything that's the whole point i think they're trying to make is that if you if you have if you have power over time mm. you know the, the 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 stones are meaningless because you get stone and you just go back in time before you had the stone up oh, now you don't have the stone and, you know that's like, the, that's the question chris about the, the stuff about um time travel and all that well, kind of stuff well, that's what i'm saying so it's going so like you see I, i'm not the, the second episode might be mind blowing, man. It might tie into something really. Cool. And I've heard, I've heard that too. I and because yeah. some of the reviewers have, have seen the first two episodes, mm-hmm. and most reviews that I've read said the first one was okay to set things up, but the second one really sort of it 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 draws you in and it, yeah. and it really sets the the stage for the next uh, four episodes after it. So uh, I'm I'm hopeful. It, it's nice to have you know, um, I don't want to say an A list player back on mm-hmm. uh, not to say that wanda and you know falcon and, and bucky weren't you know a list but i i find loki is you know in the pecking order if you're gonna talk minor characters or or secondary characters i think loki is you know the bigger of the bunch and you got owen wilson in there man like that's mm-hmm. you know lightning mcqueen is in the marvel universe mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i like it. i like it that a lot of these characters are getting they are showing up we're getting new characters like oh there's there's elaine and there's you know there's owen wilson and there's crooked note there's quiet talking but the funny thing is now when i hear owen wilson speak i it only reminds me of melissa uh, via signore for uh from uh from saturday night live because she does such a great owen that i'm like she does that, yeah uh okay gentlemen um rolling through it uh we want to get into some star wars stuff oh which, yeah uh, I'm where, where are they gonna stuff. go well where are they so, gonna go where first things first, first things first uh, a little preview for our friends for next week we'll get into this at the, at, at, the, at, idea, uh, yeah. at the end but we do have the creators of this show coming on next week so a really awesome uh, group group of guys out of North Vancouver um, basically got all their friends together and filmed a series called Bucketheads 
uh, all about the stormtroopers and stuff. And it was all done on like small cameras, volunteer, not for profit. And it's blown up and it's, it's taken over and it's amazing getting great reviews and just kind of written. Like it would be like us writing like, Hey man, like, Oh man, you got shot. How'd that feel? Oh, it sucked. Like you know, just really cool. Like inner conversations that are a little different than we're used to seeing in star Wars. Uh, those guys, North van, it's blown up the internet. Um, I saw a preview of it at comic con or sorry, at a uh, fan expo in Vancouver, a couple of two years ago. Wow. three years ago where they had the preview of it coming and then everything shut down. But now the series is out. So those guys are coming on next week, okay. uh, which is going to be rad. So um, going forward, we're going to start talking now about star Wars and how we would write the next trilogy or the next, you know, nine, 10, 11, or sorry, uh, 10, 11, 10, 11, 12. Yes. So, well, what direction do they go? What do they which do? Direction are they going on my friends? All right. Not so, Chris, do you want to do you want to talk about where you what? think it's going to go, or do you want to just drop some points and we'll add to it? You, well, this did well, whatever you want to do. So this this didn't make it last week because we uh, did our top yeah. fives and we kept the top fives alive, man. There's a lot of top fives. That was good. So, anyway, was. so direction to Star Wars. So uh, here's <clears throat> excuse me. Here's the funny thing about because I you know I'm the biggest uh, complainer about the newer movies. The comic books um, are really filling the holes in that stuff, right? That are. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, I don't know if you heard me mention that I got a comic book where uh, it it's it comes in right after Empire Strikes Back, and okay. it's it goes between there and Return of the Jedi, and uh, it's Vader, and it's what what happened between Vader and and Palpatine, you know, behind the scenes and how mean Vader or Palpatine was to Vader, and how Vader was kind of playing the whole you know keeping Luke alive thing behind the scenes. So when it came to Luke getting his hand cut off, um. Palpatine retrieved Luke's hand and that's how he created um, Jedi powers into these clones like Snoke. Did you know that, Mike? Did I mention oh, that? I Have you heard that? I don't know that. No. Okay. I so how, how great that he, would that be? I thought you said he's just going to keep the hand and, and put it in the last jar like, hey, hey look, Darth. Look, I, I know, right? Right. Hand. But how much would that have helped the newer movies to see that in there? And how cool would that have been to have that, uh, you know, like, you know, because how the hell are you cloning somebody making powers and how, how, anyway, there's so many questions and the comic book answers them really, really well. And it kind of shows you how they, if they would have known what they were doing ahead of time, how the, the newer trilogies could have been fantastic. You know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't yeah. just that I hated all the characters and I hated the direction it was going. It wasn't that it was that, um, Disney and the, and the, even the people that were writing the movie, Oh no, this was all planned. And then now that everything's said and done, they asked the actors and actresses, they said, well, they said it was planned from the beginning and they actually laugh. <laughs> you know, Ridley, Ridley, what's her name? Ridley, what, Daisy uh, Ridley. She laughs. Oh no, actually up until uh, a month before the new, the newest movie, I was, uh, Obi-Wan was my dad. And, and the, uh, the rest of them are laughing about it too. Well, well, all the, all the big wigs are, no, no, we planned this from the beginning. You know what? Up yours, buddy. Don't do that to your fans. That pissed me off. And plus it was the, you know, that, that, so that's a lot more to it than what, you know, mm. It, it, it hit me right here, my friend. But anyway, if they would have had some of these things in the comic books as flashbacks in the newer trilogies, man, they would have did it properly. But again, they didn't plan it out. Got to plan the shit. So the comics are fantastic. Um, it's answering all the questions. They're, they're retconning some some major, major problems with the last movies that maybe it would be cool if they did like a little movie to fix the, like just to kind of tie things in and answer some questions. But I guess it's, it's kind of too late for that. People are over the well, movies. Well, hang on a sec, because... Um, I don't know if you saw, they were talking about uh, the new, uh, the book of Boba Fett. Uh, 
right. that Disney's doing. And Tamira Morrison uh, was explaining how that show is going to take place uh, between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Yeah, nice. So maybe what you're talking about maybe there's some stuff that they can incorporate from these comics mm. now that Filoni is essentially taken over, you know, I, I think he's more in charge of the star Wars properties from a creative standpoint than anybody at this point. Um, he's got the hot hand for sure. Yeah. Mm. So maybe they use, you know, because a lot of people are like, do we really need a Boba Fett series? Do we really need an Obi-Wan series? That's well, JJ. Maybe- Give us a Vader series, man. Give us a Darth Vader trilogy. See see what I was going to say, Mike, is like, when they come to this new one, man, how great would a Darth Vader trilogy be? Like, just get in there. Let's see Vader, man. Let's see the layers of Vader. And again, in the comic book, the way Palpatine treated Vader in between, like, other, because you don't, you know, it's almost like the, the, uh, the stormtroopers talking behind the scenes. When they show the way that Palpatine was to Vader. And if Vader wasn't on a mission, Palpatine was totally testing him like in the books, right? Like, and sending him to a planet with like, um, you know, you have to survive on this planet and you have to find this and bring it back to me. Cause I need it. No, your lightsaber won't be going with you. And then he sends like this, uh, this bounty hunter to make it more difficult for him. And it's, it's a, it's just awesome episode and things like that. Just tough love. Well, yeah, I know, right? So, so, but it's, it's always so it's always triggering. It's of course always triggering Vader to go back to his decisions he's made. And so, the the cool thing that I liked about what they're showing in the comic book is the layers of Vader and him always going like you know you look at Vader and say, like, oh man, he's completely evil now. He just likes killing people. When they get inside his mind, he keeps going back to all these little things that he did, like in the past that 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 led him to the dark side, or when he hit the dark side that he did. It's always in his head, and it shows that that's part of the dark side. You don't escape the things that you do. You use them to make you more angry. And the, the Vader solo comic really shows that. And I would that's one thing that I would love to see them do in the new movies. I would, lo- I would love a Vader trilogy, man. Like a, mm. a, a real gritty one, man. It, it, well, I can see that happening, Chris. I can, I can see them going... Or TV show, but, you know what I mean? But well, oh, that's just one idea. The TV that's show, the TV Obi-Wan, show would be great. But I can see got, that we've got Hayden Christensen coming back for Obi Wan, mm-hmm. and he's not just going. Apparently, not just going to be sort of like a cameo here and there. He's going to be a, a, a regular in the series again. Maybe this is something that they're going to explore more of. You know the the turmoil that he went through after you know he got uh, he yeah, lost because he didn't have the high ground fantastic. interesting point because interesting fantastic. point because he does have to pay for that farm in Uxbridge um he's got uh, <laughs> that's right he's, he he's got to pay for that farm in Uxbridge with his uh, model wife um no but this would be interesting to your point Chris about the Vader thing because I to what you said about the comics that the interesting part is is rel- they're relatively new right. The comic, well, the, the Vader. This comic. is all brand new what, stuff that's coming out. Yeah. So, by the way, what's the name of the comic, Chris? It's Darth Vader. There's Darth oh, Vader, okay. and there's Star yeah. Wars, and they're the, but you got like the newer ones, right? Like because okay. they yeah, keep so, starting them over. Okay. So if you get to, if you get to, you know if he's going to be in this Obi Wan series, mm-hmm. then perhaps like you know like they did like the like they did with uh, out of um, Mandalorian where they dropped the Boba Fett thing, maybe out of. And this ties in with Christmas when everything feels great. Maybe out of Obi Wan, there's like this thing, and then it's like Vader, spring, spring twenty two, and then it's it's Vader, and it's all based on that, Chris. And so I could see that happening, which would, in essence, 
could tell that backstory. Uh, and then, and then, you know, maybe it's a series that leads into something that, and then the announce of like 10, 11 and 12 are coming. And it's like mm-hmm. it, that all ties. And then they're, these guys job is just to completely clean up this jumbled mess and take all those, you know, take eight, nine, 10 or sorry, seven, eight, nine and go, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, we did it like this, but now we're going to tie all those loose ends up. And, and here we go. I, I, I that makes the most sense to me. But mm-hmm. what do Can you I imagine know? if they, the next one they do, they do like a Dallas and they, they, they start the, the next movie with Ben, uh, getting out of a shower. It's all a dream. Exactly. It's all, it was all like a, a dream. It was all a, a, what are they, you know, I was meditating and it was what could have happened in the future, but it's not what happened. And then he, and then he goes out into the, the playground with the other young Jedi. And then we start over again. But then he stumbles and, and it's like, what's the matter? What's the matter, Ben? It's, well, they did it on Newhart. Why can't they do it on this? It's as if there were a million nerds in the in the universe screaming <laughs> out loud, and then suddenly ah, silence. Awesome. So, yeah, that's great. But that, so, that, that, that's that's one that's one way they could do it, right? They could just they could do that. But I, another one that I, I would love to see, and again, TV show might be better route. But I, are you guys familiar with Darth Plagueis, the the one that trained Palpatine? Oh well, he can apparently uh, you know cheat death. Yeah, and he's the one, and this all goes back to kind of the creation of uh, Anakin, right? Um, and how Plagueis decided he discovered how to uh, create life, but he did it did it something wrong, and it all turned back on him. And then uh, that, so that there's still that mystery of uh, was it Plagueis or was it Palpatine that actually created Vader? Because there's there's a gray area there. I, I've, I've listened to the audio book of about Plagueis. It is good, man. Wow, that's Ooh, a great yeah. story. Palpatine. Um, if, if people, if you don't know, Plagueis, Darth Plagueis trained uh, Palpatine, Darth Sidious. And then uh, when Sidious became Chancellor in uh, episode, t- uh, was it two, I guess? Yes, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, he officially became Chancellor. So after that, he went back and he killed, uh, he killed Plagueis. So it's in between those. So he's still, um, you know, training under uh under Plagueis at this point in, in, in episode two. So after he gets chancellor, him and uh, Plagueis are celebrating and Plagueis is getting really drunk. And uh, Sidious gets him so drunk that he's like, you know, he's not going to be able to fight back and he kills his master. So, cause mm. there'll only be one. Right. And then he moves on. So this kind of intertwines with what goes on in some of those movies. And it's always cool to see the behind the scenes things of what a character's doing when you don't see him in a movie, like the stormtroopers talking and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think the story of Plagueis would be amazing. I would really like to see that. Um, I, I did want to see like a, a Yoda movie too, but now that we've got um, the child, we don't, I don't know. If, see, there's, I, think there's Plagueis go, I think Plagueis goes animated. Oh, that'd be, that'd be cool too. I would just love to see the story and see it done. See it, see it like visually instead of listening to it, which is really cool. I don't know if we'd see, we don't really need to see any more about the Yoda's, the Yodas, I guess, huh? Because yeah. we've never seen their planet or where they come from. That was the that only... sounds like something that'd show up on like ABC Spark or Nick Jr. <laughs> right? <laughs> the Yodas. Uh, that would be awesome. Anything, I, put, I put down anything Vader, of course, yeah. Well, okay, and, so, I think, and I think... I like that. I like that. that. Mike, we'll go to you one, one sec. I like... Uh, I'll just say to your point, Chris, I'm on that train. I think What's out right? of... I, I'm going to predict that out of Kenobi, we get a Vader series. And out of that Vader, out of that Vader series, we get an announcement that um, 10, 11 and 12 are coming nice. that Lucas is heavily involved in. I would Ooh, feel, nah. I feel I, I'm nah. just saying, I'm just saying. And then, uh, but they let uh, the gang clean up the mess. 
Hmm. I think that you need to let Lucas's brain back in a little bit. You don't need his cheesiness per se, Hmm. but he still had, I know he only had like a vision of this, but I think having him in some capacity, at least advise, which I don't believe he was allowed to do on these last three. No. So I think, I think if you're going to keep, if you're going to go like uh, with it and give it the hand, the reins over to these guys, you have him just like a little bit like, what did you have in your notes? And we're going to, we're going to reference some of that with some of this. He had some Darth of that. Maul, right? He wanted, he wanted to have Darth Maul. Yeah. Be, uh, the so that's right. That's right. I think, I think, I think it's going to go Obi-Wan. I think Mandalorian will be on its own and tying that Boba Fett thing, but I think it's going to go Obi-Wan. Then they're going to announce a Vader series. And then that's going to lead to some announcement of a new trilogy. And that's what I'm going to predict, but that's probably two years down the way and be much grayer and, and we'll be into episode 500 of this podcast. Mike, yeah, I don't think Lucas, I, I, I honestly think that time has passed and that Lucas is so, um, unlike, like Stan Lee, man. <laughs> like, no, no, I mean the comparison to say Stan Lee and the Marvel universe, right? Stan Lee really did have a handle on all these characters and the stories and, and, and so forth. So there's a pretty big catalog of material that these new directors and these new writers can draw from that Stan Lee, you know, up until his death was a real, uh, you know, integral part of, of making sure that it made sense and that it was kind of what he saw, like his vision and stuff like that. I think Lucas, when return of the Jedi ended, I think that was it. I think I, I honestly I don't think that I don't think that he had anything left creatively from the Star Wars universe. I think it, it sort of took on a life of its own, and you can see it now. Like uh, I mean, I think with guys like Filoni and with Favreau, that they the the spirit of George Lucas and what he envisioned for his original trilogy. I think they're just taking that. And some of the stuff that's been built over the the years, you know, the new characters and, and the stories, I, I don't think there's much George Lucas left aside from the name and the original characters. So I I disagree. I don't think George Lucas has anything to do anymore with it. Interesting. Uh, I, I mean, he sold it off, sure, but I think they'd be insane yeah. to like try to take it in another I, direction I without consulting. Enough, I don't think there was enough Lucas source material that um that would have stretched out this long like in comparison to what the marvel universe did with with stan lee and jack kirby i don't think that there was as much george lucas material to stretch out which Mm. is why you're seeing like you know the mandalorian like where that sort of developed from um you know just i i think i think the days of you know uh George Lucas in 76 with, you know, these no name actors and the magic at the time, uh, it was, a, I think it was a really, it was a one and done. And I think he was just as guilty of making up, making it up as he was going when he did empire and return of the Jedi, except, you know, he kind of knocked it out of the park, whether it was a fluke or not. Uh, oh, he had a script. I've read the scripts. He had it. He had it. There was a couple things with Vader um, and Luke that were a little changed, but the 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 basis of that yeah. original trilogy, he had it scoped out. I, oh, I yeah. read, I'm such a nerd. I've had I, I, he had that scoped out, and and the drawings, dude. Oh my gosh, I have the book that has all the the drawings from oh, the, the movies, Ralph like Corey, the the Ralph <sighs> thing. Yeah, I have that as well. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Sensational. 
It is, yeah. is that's, I, I, I teach a class on that, Mike. Like one of my classes that I teach for comic book is just that book and how, oh. how, because people don't understand that Star Wars came from these drawings and somebody telling them how it looked. No, no, it was all like, he knew it. And, and then you tell the kid, it's like, well, how, how did he show him with a, oh, wait. Um, Cause you know, they're about to say with a computer, with a screen, with this, yeah. and then they're like, uh, no, it's drawings. It's drawings. Oh, wow. And then you show them and they're like, well, that doesn't look like Chewie or wow. That's a weird, weird looking Darth Vader. And it's, it's great. It's, it's, and that's, and that's part of the reason why I think the George Lucas, you know, the ties to George Lucas are, are done now. Wouldn't that be kind of admitting that, defeat that, by Disney too? bringing Lucas, like after buying him out saying, we don't want you here anymore. And then no, bringing no, him no. back in. No, because the actual property and the the potential of the Star Wars universe from a creative standpoint, I think is potentially more infinite than the Marvel universe, mm -hmm. as crazy as that sounds. But to your point, we're in a we're in a time now where everything is visual. There's no longer that I wrote a I wrote a story or I wrote a book and you have to imagine what it was and 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 make up these images in your mind and and you know if I talk about this alien creature you know it's up to your imagination to figure out what it looks like mm -hmm. it's it's almost now that you've got this whole generation of filmmakers of creators of of writers um that that were raised on visual as opposed to um like story like written material like it's more it's more of a visual uh like tv film uh, well, back, let's right? ask let's ask the comic book artist. So, Chris, when you're mapping out Skeletron, available now on all your uh, well, I'm, I'm doing, actually, I'm doing a, a graphic novel right now for a novel that um uh, there, yeah, there, there is. is. That's great. Just when you're but when you're mapping out Skeletron in a story, let's no, like, this is a better one, Brent, because I've been yeah. given a novel that's already written, and I'm turning yeah. that into a graphic novel. So what they're doing is they're giving oh. me a chapter and saying some of this chapter in one page. So they're going the route of having its graphic novel, right? So it's not as much art. I'm doing 17 pages for it. So this is exactly what I'm doing right now. And the gentleman that I'm working with, we'll have him on the show. Um, I, I can't talk. I can't give too much information about yeah. it because I've just, I've just started the first page. You know what I mean? Like, um, and it's, 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 it's a, it's a gatefold page. It's really cool, but that's what I'm doing. And the first thing I had to do was take some characters that he described in the book and I had to draw them out. And, and then this guy, this gentleman is so cool that he's like, I'm hiring you because I want your vision on this. You know, I don't want That's to spoon awesome. feed you every detail about these characters and how I want the art to look. I love your style. I want you to do what you do. Just, I like this. Just please, please read the book. He says, you know what I mean? Like just, just read the book, get it, get inside the characters and, and, and then just do what you do. And that's what I'm doing. And this guy is so cool that usually when I do a job, I have to send them the rough pencils. I've sent them the finished pencils. I've sent them the inks and then I fin then send them the color. He doesn't want to see anything until this is done. This is how much this guy trusts me. That is, that's amazing, which is cool. So it's on one level it's cool because I've come to this level where I'm, I'm actually being trusted by an artist out of the UK. And this is amazing. Like this is a company. So that's great. It's really, really cool. So when you're envisioning these people, this is the thing about it. Not everybody can just go, oh, I picture this girl, you know, from descriptions. It's, it's, it's a hard thing to do. At the same time, what I try and do when I'm doing things like that is think of, you always, you got to think of another character. So for example, I had one female character who I kind of akined to Tank Girl. So I, I watch, I love, watch a little bit of Tank Girl, look some Tank Girl pictures, you know, bada, bada bing, bada boom. I'm drawn, I'm, I got an amalgamation of this girl. It doesn't look like Tank Girl anymore, but I got the vibe in there. I'm, I'm big vibe. I go off vibes. You know what I mean? So if I'm mm -hmm. drawing something space age, I'll watch Star Wars. I get the Star Wars vibe in my head. Um, that kind of thing. So it, it depends on the, it, it is a, a job I think that will always be out there. Um, but it's a tough thing to do. You got to be a weird, creative 
individual, I think, you know what I mean? To, to pull those ideas out. And then you have to have a catalog to be trusted to do something like this off the bat. Cause as I, I've had um, gigs doing stuff like this before. And actually I, I, I wished I didn't take on the gig. Cause like, mm-hmm. they say, you know, you know, the one pinky, can you, why don't we do a whole other version and, and put the, put the nails um, um, red and blue and red and blue on the girl instead. And it's like, seriously, you, you want me to, what, you know, and maybe just maybe swoop, take one piece of the hair and swoop it over. You couldn't have told me this before the picture was done, you know, I like it, but this guy, this guy's great. So when you get to a level of professionality, you get hired to just interpret it. And that's what you need to do. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And that's amazing. And like, like you said, not everybody has that ability to pull something original. And I, I you know, I, I say this even with what I do um, when it comes to scripts, everything, almost, I'd say 95% of copy, like commercial copy that, that I deal with is a variation on a theme that's been done before. Right. So there's so if you if you can recognize the pattern, if you can recognize sort of where uh, where the inspiration comes from, it's like ah okay yeah I get it. The trick is in this very visual uh, time that we're in now, especially for younger um, younger people, is is to to tap into that creative uh, space where you're you're coming up with stuff that hasn't been done or that isn't a variation on a theme or that isn't, well, it's kind of like a mix between such and such and such and such and such and such, which you go back to Stanley and Jack Kirby. I mean, there wasn't, uh, there wasn't somebody that resembled Spider-Man back then. Like Mm -hmm. that came from some, somewhere in this, the the genius creative minds of these, of these guys. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where, you know, I I really, you know, I know there are people, uh, I, I, you know, and, and those are the ones that are, are going to, you know, take for instance, the next star Wars trilogy and make it more than just, you know, a rehash that we've already seen but swapping out kind of like force awakens, you know, mm. I remember saying but it was a cozy, it was cozy. Speaking yeah. of, uh, yeah. of, uh, similarities, um, today's podcast is brought to you by Costco glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I got mine from the mall. We'd like to thank Costco glasses for allowing us to see yeah. tonight's show yeah, and all of us in HD. Without, without yeah. my glasses, I look like I've been smoking weed all day. And it's so funny <laughs> today. I haven't been, but always, always look like, Oh my God. And then I put my glasses on. My wife said, like, hey, it guys, like, how's it going? You know what my I mean? It's like, she's like, do you guys all shop at the same store? I'm like, we're all just, <laughs> we're all in our, we're all just getting old. Part of my old wrestling gimmick. That's why. That's so, right. There you go. Yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll uh, move on to some wrestling before we wrap the show. But, um, Okay, oh, final, final thoughts on Star Wars here for a minute, because yeah, final start, thoughts on Star Wars, because um, uh, we touched on like individual like Vader and some little things like that. Um, yeah. Any other like if you're sitting down right now and they said, and uh, I'll say to you, Chris first, Chris, check this out. You've been given carte blanche 
to write 10, 11, and 12. Mm-hmm. And I need, you know, we need, we need your one page. We would need your one pager in, in uh, the next 10 minutes. Where do you want to take the story? Like, where yeah. would you take, where would you take that story? Based on I, where it ended. I kind of like the idea of Ben waking up and having it be a premonition. And, um, because I would love to have more of Luke in, um, in there, but that's, uh, I see, I'm one of those guys that I think too much about stories. So mm-hmm. I would still like to see the birth of the Sith or the birth of the Jedi. I think that would be amazing because just in my mind, then, then I know where it came from because I like to know where things came. I like origins and like knowing where something started. I'd love to see the beginning of that, especially the Sith. I'm really interested with the Sith, the way they went through their whole battles of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, first there was tons of them on the planet, but they couldn't get together. I think that would be fantastic to go back to the original ones. What were the, the last same ones? Time, Force Awakens. What was the Force Awakens? The Last Jedi and the Rise of Skywalker, right? Skywalker, that was yeah. the, name, the, the name of them. So it would be rad to be like the birth of Jedi or, or, or the Jedi Rises or the Jedi yeah, Awakens. Right. Yeah, you know, the, that, that would be pretty cool. And then to have, uh, you know, it end with like, you, you know, and it goes like it wouldn't have to just be one time. You could kind of have it span out. You know what I mean? So that you're showing kind of the history of it. Maybe. I don't know. That, that's uh, see, again, I, as huge as it would be to fill it, to have a, a trilogy of Vader movies would be pretty amazing, man. <laughs> just because I've seen what they can do with it. And it's the way he was always getting wrapped up with bounty hunters and all these other characters in the galaxy that yeah. you were aware of. And it wasn't a cheesy, like, Oh, well, just throw him in the story. It was like, wow, that could have happened. You know, it, it was, it was really cool to see. Um, but then again, Oh dude, see, I go on forever about that. I've suggested That's we did a whole you got 30 seconds. This, man. <laughs> well, again, I would love to just redo the story from return of, I would love to, I would love to have that be like a premonition. And I, cause, cause I would love to see the Jedi being trained. I want to see Ben a little younger, man. I want to see the Skywalkers growing up. Mm-hmm. That's just me though. I, I felt they skipped the best part of the story and went to like, uh, when nobody would care. So I would, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I would kind of like to read, to, to kind of stick, stick it to the new ones and go a little before them. Yeah. Um, or go at the beginning with the Jedi stuff. So there's Mike. Same question. You, know. you want to, you want to do, you want to do a DC. You want to just re reimage the whole star Wars trilogy. The new, just the newest ones. Just the, the newest, newest ones. ones. Yeah. All right, Mike. Um, uh, I do. Yeah. As much as I would love to see the prequel of the prequels, uh, like a prequel trilogy of a prequel trilogy, kind of, you know, that birth of the Jedi and the Sith. Mm -hmm. uh, I think in the grand scheme of things, just think of how awkward it was watching, you know, the prequel trilogies and then following in, following that up into the trilogy that we knew visually. It just, it's jarring. Um, Rogue one kind of did a better job of, of sort of leading into a new hope. Mm-hmm. visual standpoint um so as far as as the prequels go in eh, eh, uh unless you're going to do a complete uh blow it up and start again uh reboot i say you leave the the prequel the the all the good stuff like i agree with chris i would love to have seen like the training and the and sort of like the backstories where, but I think that's the one great thing about the comics and and about the graphic about the novels and and even the graphic novels that that's the place to get that stuff, and the people that would really appreciate it are the ones that will gravitate to those forms of media. The average you should see the selection of comic. You should see the selection of Star Wars comic books, Mike. Oh, I can um, imagine. If you, 
No, like if you go to a comic book store now, there's like like there's a Marvel section, there's a DC section, and then there's the the Star Wars section up top, right? Because wow. there, there's uh like there's so many other characters that do have their own comic books too. And I think some of them are really good, some of them are bad. And but, I uh, think that's great. And I think that's exactly you know for you know think about the general population and the general public as much as you know nerds like us would love to see those backstories the average joe doesn't really care so i love the fact that there is that outlet for those stories so that you know when you want to yeah. know it's there as far as like the next trilogy you know well, there's a difference between one. what they should do and what well, i want them to do as well right like admiral, what they should do is another thing admiral thrawn I, I go back to the to the Timothy Zahn books. Yeah. If you can if you can rejig those like the story of that trilogy. Well, that's already coming in though, right? I think that's, that's already coming in through in uh, Mandalorian yes, and yes, uh, no. I I mean we don't know how deep the Admiral Thrawn stuff, but like the Joris Sabath, uh, you know, the, mm -hmm. the the crazy the crazy Jedi that makes evil Luke. Uh, you know, I'd love to see them try like take that story, mm -hmm. but brand new like just mm. just rejig it because you know han and leia they're not there you don't have the twins like uh jason uh jason jaden i can't remember now mm -hmm. jason and jaden jason with a c yeah so i mean they were oh i, fuck, would, I had I would them love, I thought I it was love to see that um but yeah i think by the time those three movies come out it's it's just you gotta you gotta blow it up and start new make make the next trilogy the legit original trilogy for a whole new generation. So like what star Wars empire and return was for us and what to a certain extent, the prequel trilogies were for, you know, like my kids maybe were actually younger than my kids. Um, you do that with the next trilogy, you start something new, maybe dab back into, you know, some of the, the history and the lore. It's, but it's, it's going to be interesting though, Mike, because with Disney plus and with these things that, that, that the, all these streaming services that have basically taken over, I mean, like Amazon just bought MGM. Yeah. I mean, the way of the, of the, like, I think we touched on this before, like the movie experience is never going to go away. I get that part of it, but the way, the Mandalorian was shot and all the money that's being put into having these series look like movies. There's this really weird line now. So they can cover so much off. That's why I said they can cover so much off in the Kenobi series. They can cover so much off in the Vader series that those movies have to be to your point, be like, blockbusters. They have they gotta be, they have to be this whole other thing. Yeah. And um, the shark has to look even more real. Like it just has to be like more, it just has to be this, this whole new thing. And I, and I wonder if, if like a texture feel is going to change it up, if it has to have the same feel, like, I don't know, but it's, it's really like, I'm, I'm, I'd be happy with like a, all right, it's 10 years after the fact, Ray's got, you know, uh, she's, I'm, I'm, I was down with Ray. I thought she was great, but I would love to I have that. I thought I that would tie into something else that you know really maybe maybe at the end of the like we thought it was luke was a chosen one we thought ray and we thought ben but maybe we don't get that answer till number 12 and it's oh god little, keep the chosen little, it's little alf it's, skywalker oh lord like, <laughs> no i think mike's right you gotta get past that we gotta right? get we gotta, past the my only problem is i'm i'm afraid of the new creative teams because they're they're so everything's got to be politically correct and we got to make sure we have this in there and we got to have this in there you know 
I would love to somebody just to come in and write a good Star Wars movie, and I would be behind that 100%. Right there, um, what you said, it, it all comes down to the story. And again, if Dave Filoni really is being given a lot more pull in the Star Wars universe, mm. uh, then I'm... I, I'll take Dave Filoni's vision. Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if they'll, they'll pull him from the the king of the TV shows and 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 boost him up to the movies. There's no way he could do both. Like you can't. It's do so both. weird how they don't like those two to cross over. It really yeah, exactly. is. Exactly. That's why I'm wondering if they're just going to strictly keep him to TV. And but going back to the Thrawn thing, there's no way that they can just touch on Thrawn and leave, right? Because that story is huge. He's such a great character. Again, layers to him. So the the cool thing that I'm thinking is I think we're probably going to see a loss of of TV shows involving Thrawn. So the, again, they'll probably keep him away from the movies, but I, I can see him being a huge part of the upcoming uh, TV so series. Stuff Either that or they, te- they, they sprinkle him or they, they tee him up in the TV oh, for a movie. That'd be a good way to go. Huh? Yeah, that would be pretty because, cool. Cause you're basically setting up a, a Thanos style bad guy mm-hmm. with the backstory yeah. in the TV series. That's getting a lot of eyeballs on it. Time to a trilogy. You know who your bad guy is. There's no mistake. Mm-hmm. It's, it's how, how bad is he and how do the good guys overcome the bad guys? And I don't know. Speaking don't know of um, creative and bad creative, it's time to move to some wrestling for a minute um, ding, ding, ding. because uh, we got to wrap up here in a bit, but um, man, oh man, I, I Chris, you have a, some questions for Mike this time on the wrestling oh, I side of it. Actually, I just want to hear. I need to. I need to get yeah. caught up on wrestling. I have been yeah, watching. Yeah, so I'll, I'll catch you I'm up. So Ross and Shotgun Saturday Night lately. <laughs> Shotgun oh, Saturday. Yeah. Been, I'll, yeah. I'll bring Binge you up on wrestling. I'll bring you up on wrestling. Uh, number one, Raw is a shit show. Uh, <laughs> SmackDown. Yeah, Raw is a, a, a shit show that no one's watching. You got to tell me why though. You can't just tell me it sucks or it's shitty. I need to know why. No, it's just uh, there's nothing there. There's absolutely nothing there. Uh, you there's got, no stars there. No, there's no, no star, there's no story. I mean, I I, we're missing. There we're, now. Yeah, we're missing our boy Adam, but I think he's more of a SmackDown guy overall. But I'm, what I'm saying okay. is, is the like there is nothing to me right now that's engaging. They've even put Orton with Riddle. I'm like. There's nothing. Oh no no no, 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 That that's about uh, that's about the only thing that I'm really digging on. It's funny, time. but what I'm saying, Mike, is yeah. like what There's I'm saying is, is like is, I'm really like I just listened to Corgan on Jericho's podcast about NWA yeah, and, and NWA and how he's taking that direction and the, all the little partnerships. You want to talk about something that needs a reboot? Yeah, this WWE needs a major. They just canned a bunch of guys. Remember, I called, by the way, P.S. called the Strowman release way back on our WrestleMania preview. I called it. um, But what I'm saying is, is if there's anything that needs a reboot and it it got a real boost years ago with NXT, it got a real boost with the with with the women's division. Mm -hmm. Then they put put up a graphic. I wish I had it. They put up a graphic of like where everyone was lying and like the graphic for like the raw i think the raw side only had like four or maybe five women smackdown had a bunch but they which just wasn't it wasn't even something needs to change like i'm i personally feel like they're in some trouble here like well, for, i think they're in some trouble until they got to get the fans back i get it but i'm i'm man there's the storylines are so just shite okay you got to look at it from I look <sighs> two different sides okay sure off there is the business side so no big secret that the WWE and their board of directors has uh, 
has has had some facelift over the last uh, yeah. last 12 months. Yeah. Uh, Nick Khan, not to be confused with Tony Khan of AEW, uh, but Nick Khan is he's he's the CEO now. Like he is they cut a bunch he, of people. Yeah. They he's he's an entertainment guy. You know, he comes from he he worked for CAA in LA. So he comes from the entertainment and I mean, any interviews that uh, Stephanie McMahon's done recently, there's a lot of talk how WWE sees themselves as a media brand, not so much a wrestling brand anymore. And that's, that's the thing is they are, they're not really concerned with their core uh, like their core audience anymore. I get it. Because, I, I, because I, just, I hear all these interviews though, Mike, of all these wrestlers that have been canned and, and you listen to them talking wrestlers. Those are wrestlers, but they're you listen to them about like creative. You listen to Alistair Black. who was like, I was sitting there with this amazing character and they didn't know what to do with it. It's like, how can you be surrounded with so many talented people that can't write a storyline? He's a wrestler. And he, you know, I love Tommy and is, Amazing. And if he ends up in AEW from a wrestling fan standpoint, he's lights out and he's a good dude. Like he's a really good dude, really creative, really good in the ring and scratched the surface uh, in, in WWE. Um, but he's a wrestler. I look at look at WWE now and look who you got. Who's the guy that they're pushing to the moon? Roman Reigns. He is he is your John Cena for the next 10 to 15 years. That's the guy. It doesn't matter. Sure. You know, they could have somebody come along. He's the guy. They are working towards him versus The Rock at WrestleMania next year because that's, you know, he's beaten everybody else. He's beaten all the legends. And that's, you know, old school. You pass the torch to the next guy. He is the guy. He's got that look. He can cross over. He can be a rock. He can be, a, you know, a Batista to a certain extent. Um, that's that's what they've got uh uh what's her face uh eva uh she just came back at raw yeah. last night uh and lots of people were freaking out like purists freaking out that you know the iconics were let go that somebody like mickey james who's got like such a yeah. great pedigree and yeah. again, really nice person really smart mind now guiding the nwa women's division by absolutely the way. so but but you've got eva marie coming back well She's got a look and it's not just, you know, you know, her femininity. It's she's got a look that's marketable that you can transcend wrestling. Uh, Sasha Banks made the crossover to uh, sure. to uh, to Disney with with the Mandalorian there. I think from a, from a, a strictly business standpoint, that's what they're going for. They want people that they can uh you know, if NBC comes calling, I'm still convinced NBC is going to buy the WWE. They want to be able to pimp their product yeah. out. Me to other, too, 100%. Right? I think NBC, yeah. I can I can put The Miz into some NBC show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can put John Morrison, same thing in there. I can, you know, Rey Mysterio. I can I can put in Edge. Well, hello, yeah, you know, you've got a guy that's got TV experience. John Cena is coming back for SummerSlam. I mean, there's. They have, you know, they're not blatantly coming out saying, yeah, screw you wrestling fans. But look at what they're doing. They hired uh, Adnan Verk, who I love that. Like, I know Adnan. To do commentary. From from the score days and, and right. Sportsnet. You know, 
the guy, he's a wrestling fan, but he was way out of his league. Uh, but Nick Khan brought him in because he's an ESPN guy. He's a, he's a legit sports guy, sports commentator. Um, they brought in the guy from uh, MMA now, Jimmy uh, Smith, yeah. I think it is. Um, but they all call the rest of the, the matches the same. Thing. They're all calling the matches the same. It's all anyways, it's, it's getting, fr- I see your point, Mike, but it's getting frustrating, Which especially when you watch the documentaries on AE and you yeah. watch like, and I, I, I get the adapter die. I don't want to be the old guy here saying, it's just not, they're not doing it right. But you've hey, got, hey. you've got, yeah, you've got to still engage us and the kids. My kids like were sitting there when Adam returned, we're just like, Wow. And when when Kofi won the title, they were like, wow, that's a that's a story you build. And I'm just I'm amazed. Absolutely. With the people that are there. I get I, I know where you're going, Mike. But what I'm saying is, is like I've never felt I felt like this back a long time ago after WCW took him over. And I didn't start watching it again until Michael's returned because I thought, well, there's a comeback story. And here's the evil kid coming back. And I'm like, there you go. What's going to get me back in? And I'm like, I don't know. It has to be something really great. And I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you exactly what it is. John Cena heel turn. And no, no, <laughs> it's not even WWE, dude. Yeah. Okay. AEW, NWA, all these other organizations that, uh, you know, just strictly from a business standpoint, what is your core audience? Who is your core uh, who is the, the, the P one in radio? We used to call it the P ones. Those are your listeners. They're the ones that live and die by your station. They are the ones that are with you in the, the good, the bad, the ugly. They're the ones that are going to go out and promote your product when nobody knows or wants to hear about your product. Those are your P ones. That's your core. The WWE core is no longer you, me, and the guys that watch wrestling. Bullshit. No, it <laughs> from their business, from the money standpoint they they've got okay think of the library that they have financially they've got a library that will be worth more than any wrestlemania that you know they can look at all all the stuff chris watches yeah well yeah but that's that's it that's that's their history that's their past that's the bread and butter that they that's that's their retirement fund put it that way wrestling is not their business anymore it is, uh-huh. it is what they're known for, but it's not what they want to be known for moving forward. Tony Khan, uh, the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, uh, uh, Kenny Omega, those guys, they're, they're wrestlers. They, they understand. Their core audience are nerds, wrestling nerds, wrestling purists, who know that guys like Tommy End, Aleister Black, who are the Iconics, you know, the... The well, not the Braun Strowman's. Uh, although I, I, I got to say, Braun does have he's he's got some definite value, sure, eyes wise. I don't think anyone that's ever ever done anything in WWE doesn't have value. Even Jinder yeah. could go there and be like, but, but, it, but, right. but the wrestlers, that's where you're going to see, and and you're seeing it now. If uh, AEW is for the wrestling fan, like mm-hmm. I watch. I watch Dynamite. I don't watch their secondary shows as much as I should, uh, but I watch Dynamite. It's entertaining. It it's because it's a wrestling show. It's what I, it's what I grew up on. It's what I enjoy. You know, mm-hmm. um, they've got fairly decent stories. There there's some things, growing pains that they can work on, but but when it comes down to you know, Rise Rise is you know the 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 quote is the drizzle shits. There's not much to watch. It's three hours. 
they don't, they can't put on a, a show. They can't put on a, a good show because I don't think anybody knows who their core audience is anymore. Because okay, I, don't so I, I got a question. Can I interject here? I'm just curious yeah. about something. So <clears throat> if WWE is not focusing on wrestling that much anymore, they're focusing on producing superstars, but aren't they becoming superstars because they're wrestlers? So if they, if they're not, Becoming, if they're not the pre, I'm just outside looking yeah. in here. So if they're not the primo wrestling company, are these people going to not start looking at other wrestling companies? Because like, you know what I mean? Like, and if people stop watching, like people are, aren't going to watch WWE because they're all good looking people that look like actors, right? They're, they're they want to watch it for the story and for the wrestling. So my question is, if it's going down, like mm-hmm. the ratings are going down, is this, is that a bad mode that they're doing? Right. Or are they about to yeah. hit bottom? Like, and, and how, and my other one, and, and how are they going to have celebrities out of the wrestling? If nobody's watching the wrestling, do you know what I, I mean? Doesn't one hand I wash the other celebrities. Think I mean? about, think about what they did with celebrities. Look how when they, you use the wrestling to make them celebrities, right? Uh, well, yeah. they use the wrestling channel. They weren't on like a shopping yeah. channel. They were on a wrestling channel. But what they did with, for instance, bad bunny, here's a rapper that is a whole different demographic. Uh, that they tend to get these days. Who, who is this? Bad Bunny. I've oh, you he, never heard of Bad Bunny. He he was amazingly. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about no, it. No, I've heard like a lot of Bunny. He's a massive Brand Latin, Latin. massive yeah. like oh, okay. totally smart by WWE. Massive okay. Latin uh, hip hop star. That's the, no. that's the deal. They got eyes onto the WWE, not wrestling. WWE because this you know famous rapper that has a, a huge audience is now all of a sudden seeing guys like you know drew mcintyre they're watching for bad bunny but uh, what is he, he's a wrestler no, yeah but wrestler. no he was a rapper but here's the thing they've always done what's that. he doing on wwe they have, but they've you never know. focused it as much like they never get it was usually like specialty things wrestlemania you had you know floyd mayweather you had the mr Fr- t you know, you had Mr. T. Yeah, that that's always been in the DNA of of what Vince does. It's it's that mixing of entertainment medias and bringing all these different eyes and to the product. Whereas originally it was bring these eyes to a wrestling product. I don't necessarily think it's bringing the eyes for the wrestling product. It's bringing it here for the glitz and glamour. And yeah, we've got a couple of uh, people that uh, are larger than life that, uh, you know, you should, you should probably take a look at, you know, the Drew Mack. So if they're losing audience, if, if they're, if they're losing viewers though, mm-hmm. is this not working? I don't think they care because NBC paid a shit ton of money for the network. Right. So, so, yeah, I mean, it's all about content. So, so let's, are, are let's we? Are, wait, sorry. So this is the outside looking because I don't watch. Are we what? looking at the end of WWF wrestling? Uh, I I don't think we're looking at the end of WWF as like as I sorry. You know what I mean? Like the classic. As what we knew, I think so. Uh, I I wow. think it's it's to that point now where they're so not a guy a, like me. A guy a like me probably would never watch. A guy like me would probably never tune into the WWE. Uh, well, you, uh, somebody knew Chris. So like we all, no, I'm, I'm just in. using myself as an example. Yeah. Like I'm just as, as an old school wrestler who loves you watching watch wrestling. You know, like, I, I would, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't want to tune into WWE anymore. Well, that's mm-hmm. I'm just trying to wrap my head around what's going on. Think, with about, it, right? think, think about the waves. Think yeah. about the waves for a minute. Think about the waves of like what reset the business. Uh, Mike, your point 
hundred percent valid. I mean, it's all about media now. I mean, look at what mm. Spotify's doing. Jesus Christ, Spotify mm. just buying everything uh, for media and content. And look, you know, even what over what we're doing at the Blundell Network with like everyone doing video. It's all about mm. content, micro content. Totally get it. I wouldn't be surprised if you started seeing two minute matches that have to fit within a Twitter post. The end. The, the thing is, those, those, they was just squash matches, right? Boom, boom, sure. boom, boom. But I think that because wrestling was the focus back then. Yeah, and I think that the uh, to. <sighs> What brought it back? So think about think about like the wave we all got caught up with with mm-hmm. Hogan, the Hogan wave, and then mm-hmm. the the news, the new, then it kind of tailed off, and then WCW made a rise, and then the Hogan heel turn. Everyone's like, "Holy shit! Oh, Hulk yeah, Hogan's yeah. a bad guy." And then Austin, Steve Austin, the Rock. and then it was like, "Holy shit!" And then it kind of tailed, and then they were on a pretty decent run, like Cena, regardless of whatever the people yeah. felt about it. He had a real good run. They had some great stuff going on there. Uh, Edge, all these guys that were there at the time, then the punk thing. And then, you know, it kind because of like, they were still, it's missing that water cooler thing right now. Yeah. But because they, back then think about it, they were, they were playing to an audience that was into wrestling. They, that was the entertainment. The entertainment was the wrestling, which is why you had, you know, stories and storylines and like mtv man it's exactly like mtv you start off with music you can't find music on mtv anymore much music same thing by the end i'm just using mtv as an example because totally um he's in bloodhead man that's and that's where i think you know tony khan and and you know billy corgan to 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 their credit and you know i guess anthem sports up in canada with impact wrestling is you know there is still it may not be as big a pie as it used to be um, but there's still a core audience that want to watch wrestling that they remember growing up. And yeah, you've got I can't wait of- to see some indie matches here in Kingston now that things are rolling again, man. I'm so yeah. excited for that. And Stoked. That's, and that's where they're, you know, that's where they're going to make their, um, they're going to make their stand. And that's how they're going to differentiate themselves from WWE. They don't have the library. They don't have, you know, Cody Rhodes fought for so long to get his name back yeah that sucks name i almost lost my name to rogers yeah no i dude i almost lost my name to rogers i almost did a show with rogers oh man and uh it was funny because after i go through the things and they will keep ownership of your name well the name was the show was called machete chris machete so they're gonna get and it was was a, a friend of mine that was hooking me up with it too that me and brent both know and it was like hey buddy um oh yeah yeah no they'll own your name it's like you didn't think you should yeah. tell me that? What the f, dude? Yeah, man. So I mean, they they won't have that un- unless at some point Tony Khan uh, buys the the WWE library, which you know, if NBC gets it, it'll be like the it'll be like Michael Jackson buying the Beatles library. Right. You know, I think there's going to be there's always room for it. I, I think talent wins in that regard. I think that you, um, a good storyline regard to your point, Mike, I understand it's an entertainment company, but, um, they're still not going to be able to get away totally from what it is, uh, that brought them there. And I think that, um, there's still some potential over the next couple of years to, to roll on that. I think that, um, there's, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that, the new guys aren't leading the charge in that. I still think it's going to be like Roman and Adam and great for Adam. I'm just saying Roman, Adam, Cena, like, you know, Hey, let's, whatever it's going to cost, let's get punk back. Like like I'm just saying, it's one of those things where I feel like, like it's still, but it's in that, it's in that everyone's stepping in the mud and call me cynical. 
and you know, I, I do, I have, you know, I, I'm a little biased because I have seen a little bit behind the curtain. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and I know a little like fraction sure. of, of, you know, there's what's said on the internet and then there's the truth. <laughs> so, um, I just, I, I honestly, a, a CM Punk return would be a bandaid. It would not, sure. it, would, it would be, it'd be like the ultimate warrior when he came back. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was, it popped the crowd and then it, it could know, it be a bridge died, more than a bandaid yeah. possibly? Could, it, could no, it be possibly more of a bridge no, than a bandaid if they had no. something to back it up after? NXT, hey, Mike. NXT is as close as you're going to get to what yeah. you and I remember of the WWE. And it's a fantastic show. And kudos to them for hiring Samoa Joe back. He came back to oh, NXT. And back. Oh, wow. You know what would be interesting? I was just thinking about this the other day. You know, if they had to blow the whole thing up and be like, we need to restart this thing and be like, and they could come at it and be like, raw, you're not cutting it. You're gone. SmackDown, you're not cutting it. You're gone. NXT is the only thing that's left and y'all got to try out to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> y'all got to kind of come in. That'd be great. But you know what? Uh, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. It's w- WWE is is the focus. It's not it's not wrestling. It's not the brands. Sure. It's not the wrestlers. It's WWE as the name. That's what it's they're that, selling. It's that good punk rock band that became the band with two keyboardists and a violinist behind the, there. Right? It's not the sum of the parts. <laughs> what you're saying is, is they're the offspring. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, it's it's you're not you're not buying the Eagles. You're buying uh, you're buying uh, what's his face uh, Don oh, who's Don Henley. No, not Don Henley. The other one. Um, oh my God, I can't remember the it, guy that wrote uh, Stir, or, uh, the, the guy who wrote a lot of this stuff. Uh, not, uh, what's it? Sorry, Chris. Is it Fender or Fendler or something? So Don yeah. Fendler, Fendler. Oh, anyway, yeah. it's that, it's it's that idea. Like it's the music of the Eagles. Glenn Fry, you're saying. No, not Glenn, not Glenn Fry. Uh, I know what you're saying. Whatever. But that's what it is. You're not you're not getting the Eagles. You're getting Joe guitarist with the music of the Eagles. Uh, that's a shame. That, that's a shame. What's your fantasy? What's your fantasy booking right now? If you're like, what I need right now from WWE to keep me in tune, and, and I'm I'm watching every single day. Right. What are you writing to take you right to next year's Mania? Go. Vince McMahon quits. Hey. <laughs> no, it's, it sounds mean. Uh, but sure. I, I, would, no, I would go further and say Vince McMahon <laughs> dies. Uh, that would be that would be the that that's ultimately what's going to happen. That's going to be the big story. That's when the WWE, you'll see it'll go one way or the other because everything at this point, aside from the financial side, which still I think Nick Khan and the board of directors are really, you know, they're, they're manipulating a lot of that now. Mm. Um, and everything lives and dies by Vince McMahon and his brain. So it's going to be like Harold Ballard leaving the Leafs. Uh, yeah. Uh, pretty much, or George, Stein, days? George yeah. Steinbrenner dying. Like, no more smoking in the dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's Everybody going to be bittersweet. It'll be bittersweet, and people will remember Vince for what he did for the business, and uh, they they will forget what. And how many murders he covered the up. business? There's so <laughs> many, but there's so many. Um, smart people over there that I'm not worried about them in the big picture. I'm just right now. I'm a little bit like I'm disconnected from it. That's and it's funny. I'll be reconnected. The second Adam steps back in. Cause yeah. I'm like, cool. I'll watch that. I'll watch whatever he's doing. Dude. I'm hoping like if, if you know? things open up again and you know, 
good Lord willing, the crick don't rise, uh, we can get back down south again. I'd love to be in Vegas for SummerSlam. Just, just to be down, like, just to be at a live show again. But I will say, um, you know, this is probably the best time if you're a wrestling fan. If you're an old school wrestling fan, this is the probably the best time to be one because there's so many options and so many good options. Whereas for so many years, think about it. You had WWE that was running the show and if it sucked, that's all you got. So now you've got choice and you've got options. Yeah, there's and some good stuff out there. That's what I, say. I can't wait for the indie shows to start going again. Just to be, yeah, just to be, I love the small, see, I like small rock shows as well. Right. Um, mm-hmm. No offense, Brent. I do like the video when I'm on side stage at a big show. I like I'm that. All about it. They just no, 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 no. Like, like but sitting in the bill. crowd at a huge show. Oh, no, I, I'm not into that. I'm too old for that. So I love these small indie wrestling shows, man. Yeah. And I can't wait. To, and they're cheesy. I know people be yelling. Oh, it's, it's really bad wrestling. I don't care. I enjoy Dude, those. Man. I, I can't man. wait to go back. Beer in hand. You know, woo! I, I, I'm really excited. The reason you love it is because the people that are putting it on love it just as much as you do. Right. And, exactly. and that's, you know, and that's the same with, you know, shows like smaller rock shows they're they're all there oh god see vince mcmahon is now messing every single time chris says something about vince mcmahon he goes see? into a every god, single time let's get christmas <laughs> It's the, you see those dark side of the rings, man, and he's covered up a lot of stuff that Vince McMahon has. Yeah. Hey, by the way, speaking of the dark side of the rings, I just finished um, the Dynamite Kid one and yep. the Grizzly uh, Grizzly Smith. Oh, man. I haven't seen Grizzly Smith. You know what I really like? Mike was the one where they went to Korea or somewhere to wrestle. Oh, Collision in Korea. Yeah, that was. Whoa, yeah. that was good, man. Yeah, kudos to the guys that are doing this this show because it's uh, show. really well, they get, well lot, done. they get a lot of rope, too. They get a lot yeah. of rope. And I, you know, I was trying to explain to a friend of mine who saw the A and E biographies, and and I'm sort of explaining the dark side of the ring stuff, and you can tell there's a there's a distinct difference when you don't have the bias of the one company, sort of like oh, you can't say that. Oh, let's not talk about that. Like, oh, we can't do that. Um, that's what I love about the dark side of the ring stuff is that they really, like you said, they've got a lot of rope, and you know, you talk about independent wrestlers. There's a lot of guys and girls that I know that are indie wrestlers that are being featured in those shows nice. as the body doubles. Uh, shout out to my oh, buddy, yeah. Ben Ortman's, uh, big Ben Ortman's who's the, the, uh, uh co-owner of uh, Crossbody pro wrestling, which I, I did a bunch of stuff for, uh, before COVID. Um, he plays Nick Gage in oh, yeah. the, uh, the Nick oh, Gage I, episode, which is, I watched that episode. one. That was a good one too. Wow. Crazy. And it's cool. Cause I'm watching that. I'm like, and that's Ben. And he, that's he, awesome, he, dude. So yeah, those guys, they're using uh, independent wrestlers as, uh, mm-hmm. as their stand-ins with their little uh, blurred sort of uh, reenactment. So uh, kudos. Hopefully we'll get, uh, we'll get some guy we'll get something back on track here. I mean, to your point, Mike, lots to watch, yeah. which is awesome. Um, more, more wrestling content now than ever yeah. before. And very interesting. If you get a chance, listen to the, uh, listen to the Corgan interview with Jericho. They really oh, touched on one. I said, really, I, I listen to that just yeah. a couple of days ago they did it and uh it was really they had another kind of vision 
as to where he wants to take it. I and, love, uh, I love what he's done with NWA. Like that is the perfect yeah. blend of, of old school six Oh five TBS on a Saturday yeah. night in the studio audience. Like that, that's the perfect blend. Um, and you know, again, using people that you may not even have heard of or know of, um, mixed in with some, some people that you haven't heard from in a while. Trevor Murdoch. Hello. When's the last time yeah, you yeah. Trevor Murdoch? So yeah, it's, it's a great time. If you're a fan of wrestling, uh, uh, if you're a fan of the WWE or WWF, it is not a good time. It's, it's, th- these were the dark times. That's too bad. Well, you can always, as you can be like me and you can just, you know, you can just watch a lot of shotgun Saturday night or there's Saturday's <laughs> yeah. main event. Man, I love that. See, I, I, I'm lucky enough to be able to have that on in the background while I work. And man, yeah. I find the wrestling, I just binge watch wrestling. And next thing I know, my page is done and the day's over. And it's just like, woo! It's, you know what I mean? It's, it's just such a great thing to have on in the background. I love it. It's funny. I never paid attention so much. So like when I look back on, I remember Billy Jack Haynes never won anything. And I was like, why wouldn't he was so close? He had the full Nelson and he was going to win. And like, you look back on some of those old things and it's like, none of those guys had a chance to break through really. Like, you know what I mean? Then like, you hear about what they were like behind the scenes to yeah. understand why some of them didn't break. Through, and right? so not, not to go back to dark side of the ring, but really like the dynamite kid one. Wow. Oh, he was a, he was such a like, dick, huh? Like I loved the British bulldog. I like, did too. That was my team. And you see this now and it's, um, Lance storm is, is interviewed and mm-hmm. he, he says it, he says exactly the same way I feel. Uh, I can appreciate his body of work, but that's about it. Cause mm-hmm. everything else, knowing what he was like as a human being. Yeah. Um, drugging, drugging people, like slipping things in their drinks, thinking it's the, hilarious and just some real dark, dark stuff. It's, it's tough to separate the art from the artist. Uh, kind of like Chris Benoit, Chris Benoit in the ring was amazing, but man, you, yeah. what happened there? That's you a whole episode there, man. It's hard to separate the, you know, the man from from the the wrestler that you come mental health a bitch, my friends. Mental oh health is gosh, a bitch. CTE, baby CTE. We're running late, gents. All right, yeah, time to roll, right. Michael. Good stuff, boys, good stuff. Pleasure as always. Yes, as we get to move on and ask you yeah. all the questions as per normal. Yeah. Uh, what new programs are you on this week and new stations? Uh, yeah, I heard I you again on something this week. I think I heard you on a different channel this week. Uh, did, have you heard my BC recycling stuff yet out there? Uh, no, not okay. yet. At some point, you probably will. Uh, but there, I'm working uh, last week, uh, this week, uh, tomorrow. I've got some stuff. Uh, I'll be able to announce it in a couple of weeks. Uh, I've been Excellent. working on a project, uh, which is kind of cool, new and exciting. And, uh, yet another opportunity for people to hear uh, my uh, dulcet tones on TV, radio, and all places in between. So Potentially soon voicing a character in this little series as well. Ah, and, dude, uh, man. We're very excited about to hear that. You know what? Chris, I got to say that the cover, when I look at it, mm-hmm. um, it it's... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to explain this. The, 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 do you want me to explain it? Cause he asked no, 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 me no. for advice. No. Okay. When I was, <laughs> it immediately brought me back to my teenage years. Nice. Because I used to have a skateboard when I was a skater back in like the younger days when my knees still held up. <laughs> um, I had this and it's, it's the one skateboard that I wish I never got rid of. And, uh, I've actually tried to find it online uh, and and buy it in my older, you know, when you get older and you have money, you can all of a sudden buy some of these things that you couldn't get. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there was a skateboard I had. It was a Fred Alva Ooh. and it was the punk. It was a, it was a back then. Most of the skateboards were like the 10 by 32 length, but then they came out with these sort of mini boards, which were just slightly under 30 inches, uh, just slightly under 10 inches wide. And it was, um, uh, a, a Fred Smith, not Fred Alva, Fred Smith punk skateboard. And that graphic totally took me back to that. I'm like, Oh man, now nice. I, classic uh, look, man. That's what I'm going yeah, for. I love it. Glad man. You got that. Uh, oh, and dude, I'm so, so psyched, man. Like again, great work on that comic and thanks buddy. And your, your artistry. I, I bow because I can't oh, thanks, find my buddy. way out of a paper bag. So, uh, You're and thanks kind. to your assistant, uh, the, the better half of, uh, of Lonnie. Yeah. She comic. does all the backgrounds and yeah. on there and the yeah, logo man. and everything. Yeah. So, uh, kudos Lonnie. I'm not forgetting about you as well. So awesome. Uh, guys, uh, pleasure as always. Uh, it's great to nerd out. And, uh, you know, I'm sure Dean uh, tuned in and was like, these fucking nerds again. <laughs> but, uh, always We're the only thing keeping this fucking network going. So he That's better. Right. Like it. <laughs> Damn. All right. Nerds. Have a great week. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk again. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, we'll, be back care, with, uh, we'll be back with Bucketheads next week with you. So yeah. peace out, boys. <laughs> See, man. Wicked, there yes. we go. There, there it go. is. So I'm almost sold out of the comic book. But if you do want the comic book, you go to Etsy.com. And you search under Machete Comics, and it's one word. If you put Machete Comics as two words, you won't find it. It's Machete okay. Comics, one word. We have, I think, I because we have a bell that goes off on my phone every time we sell an issue. Ooh. There was eight on Etsy, and my bell just went off, so there's seven left on Etsy. They're just flying. Yeah, They're and I also got some messages eh? here about some more that personal messages that people that mm. want to buy them as well. So, uh, yeah, so the comic's going very, very well. So we're going to do four, or issue two will be out in July. Issue three will be out in August. Issue four will be out in September. And then I'm going to go back and do second printings of them. And then we're going to work towards the cartoon, the animated short, yeah. for the new year. Wicked. Yeah. So Skeletron, uh, all right up to the new year, man. Funny, I, you know, we didn't talk about it lately, but um, and I think you touched on it last week, just a touch about you're in comic mode and all the rest of it. Um, we don't need to spend a ton of time on it but um have you actually picked up a guitar and written anything lately yeah i got Are a couple you, songs i'd like to record yeah so you're still doing you're still writing lots of stuff like in the background I'll, like, I'll have to, I, I have to play in a band i don't sure. want to anymore but i would love to have a band to write music with and just play here yeah. in kingston because the, the the venues in kingston are amazing like you could play a different venue yeah. uh every weekend of the month right but yeah no, i know my, my recording gears uh my interface though is not working something happened sure. to it in the move so and then but you know me you're still my writing, patience which is great. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I teach guitar still, right? I, yeah, I can yeah. only, I have 15 students. I've capped it at that. I've got a bunch of kids waiting to get in and I apologize. I had to take the sign down out front because I just, mm -hmm. I can't, I got, I used to, I was saying, I used to teach 15 students a day and now yeah. I can barely fit 15 in a week because I am an official comic book artist now. Not a bad problem to have, man. No, dude, I've, I've got jobs lined up. I'm, I'm going to be really busy for a while. So I'm, I'm pretty happy. A couple happy. things to thank. We got a couple things to do. We're going to run this little graphic from our friends at Blue Microphones. Thank you to them. So check this out. Huge thanks to them for sponsoring this podcast. That's right. What hey. you see right there, there's a trusty little boxes right there. You see the Yeti X, you see the Mixify headphones. That's what we're wearing. Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking through. We're doing all the things that we can to try to make it sound good for you people that keep tuning in. We thank you so much for that, which is really, really awesome. Uh, huge thanks to our friends over at 
the Dean Bundell Network, as always, for letting us invade their space on Tuesday nights. Uh, check out DeanBundell.com. Tons of podcasts over there. Great guys. Dean on every single day right now. Must listen to and watch podcast every day at noon. He's got tons of guys on there that are really, really funny, and it's, it's great. So uh, big thanks to them uh, over there for having us. Uh, next week is going to be a great show. Mm. As we mentioned, uh, we've got the guys who have created this series, uh, Bucketheads, which is really, really cool. Um, bunch of indie nerds like us. Uh, that yeah. happen- Beautiful. Look at that. Amazing graphics. Oh man, they really put together something cool and it's taken over the nets. So check for that. that out. They're gonna we got the creators and uh of that coming on next week. So it should be an amazing chat. Two weeks in a row of Star Wars. I mean, how much uh how cool is that? It's great. So very cool. Uh can can we try at some point to have a Superman and Lois conversation? I don't think you've watched the series <laughs> yet, but can you please watch it? There's so much cool shit going on in there. I think you'd love it. Where they're taking it. Character development, it's deadly. It's really, really cool. Where, so, what's it on? It's on the CW. Okay. CTV. Like- so if you've got like a, one of those cable networks and you can you can go on the video on demand. Yeah, we don't CTV, have cable. CTV Sci-Fi is where you can find it, but it's on okay. the CW. Uh, man, I'd, I'd enjoy a deep dive into that. So, okay. hey, I'm just saying, if you've yeah. got some time and you can add Superman and Lois to your life, I'd like to talk about that in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but just cause it's really great. We can wrap it up at the end, at the end. Sounds so. good, man. Sounds good. Uh, as the summer rolls and I start going on tour again too, these shows will be a little bit more sporadic on how we're going to get our times in and all the rest of it, but uh, more details to come on that. So definitely. Yeah. Uh, that is Christmas Shetty. This has been uh, the Kids on the Escalator podcast for Tuesday night. I am Brendan on tour. Find me uh, where you find your things. I'll be over there. Good times. Red dudes. Thanks, everybody. All right. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. We all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.